Hi! Welcome to Perspective Detective. I'm Sabrina DeYoung, and I am not a real detective. However, my superpower is listening and being genuinely curious. I am on a mission to widen our perspective as we listen to other people's stories and experiences. I believe when we hear each other's stories, we humanize humans, which can result in less judgment and more compassion for one another. I sincerely believe we are all just trying to do our best. I am so excited to learn together. Let's begin. Hi, welcome back to Perspective Detective. This is episode number six, and it's just me today. Several people, and my sister with her very loud voice, and she's very convincing, has actually requested me to record a podcast about me. Um, I don't super love talking about myself, <laughs> so, but I'm going to share a little bit more about who I am and why I even started this podcast. And hopefully I can make this one interesting as a solo episode. Okay, so let's just start out with some stories that make up some kind of version of me, because let's be honest, we're all very complex people. So a few stories really doesn't do justice of saying who I am. Anyway, um, so my mom tells me that when I was a toddler, one day specifically, we went adventuring outside and she bundled me up in my little snow coat with my mittens and my hood. And I was fascinated by the water that was just dripping down from the roof. It was winter and I think the snow was melting and the water was dripping, dripping, dripping. And my mom said that I watched it for a bit and then suddenly just stuck my head straight into the drops of cold water. I wanted to experience it completely. According to my mom, and I don't know if this is true, but she said a normal kid would probably just stick their hand under the water to feel it. I stuck my whole head in. And that's just how I am, I suppose. I just jump in head first without really knowing what I'm getting myself into. Um, after I graduated from high school, um, I didn't want to stay in Utah after I graduated high school. So I took off to Southern Virginia University, which is a teeny tiny liberal arts school with church standards. And they were very strict and I got in trouble, like a lot. Um, <laughs> and I'm not a super bad rebellious kind of kid. In fact, I almost actually got sent home for staying out too late too many times and throwing a party in my dorm room, which innocently involved wearing unders over our pants, um, you know, like superhero style. But the rule was, sorry, but the rule for the party was that you had to bring your least classy underwears from your drawer, if you know what I mean. Um, anyway, someone in the school didn't like that and they turned me in. Um, of course, it's funny now that, you know, I almost got sent home for having a uh, underwear over your pants party, um, but it wasn't really funny sitting in the dean's office. I learned that it turns out that Utahns are not the only ones with, with um, prudish culture rules, so 
Um, after a couple years in Virginia, I took a nanny job in New York for the summer, then went to BYU-Hawaii, and then served a mission in Puerto Rico for my church. Being a jump head first kind of person has served me well in some ways. At least I think so. I'm not very analytical. And I'll be honest, this kind of drives my husband crazy sometimes. I just like to do things and figure it out as I go. And admittedly, it's usually a messy process. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I will add that when I decide to research something, I research the crap out of it. Um, actually, when we recently bought our house, I literally interviewed over a dozen agents before we chose one. When I <laughs> try to get analytical, I actually go into over decision mode and then can't make a decision, which is why for me personally, I'd rather not analyze. I'd rather just go and do it. My husband is actually a really good balance for me here. He analyzes effectively and makes really good plans and he's good at making plans. And then I'm really good at following through with the plan that was made. So we're, we're pretty good balance when we do that, when we play to our strengths, I guess. Um, one of my favorite sayings that I learned from my dad is a lion never loses. Either it wins or it learns. And I'm an effing lioness. Okay, that last part was just mine, not my dad's, but seriously. So being a headfirst jumper person, I am also very curious and I want to know everything. And there are very few things in which I am, let's say, content with the status quo. There are some that I'm just like, you know, it's okay. I don't need to know more about that. I'm just happy with where I'm at. Um, I really like to know things. I just don't always do well to follow some of the supposed social norms. And I don't always do very well to stay in my lane. And I'm sorry if that bothers some people. My sister and I actually kind of talk about this a lot. She is very happy just staying home with her kids and she's super content just being at home for weeks on end. 2020 was a very happy place for her <laughs> to not have to go out and socialize and she was able to drop a lot of her responsibilities and she just really loved it and she would be happy like that all the time and I think that is great for her. I, on the other hand, fantasize about having the superpower to multiply myself because there are too many things that I want to do and not enough time. I want to read all the books and I want to do all the things and I want to talk to all the people and take all the classes and not just take the classes, but I want to teach all the classes because when I really love something, I want to teach it and share it. And I want to play all the games and work all the jobs and visit all the places. <laughs> I want to do all the things. And it's it's a little bit hard to be me. <laughs> I'll be honest. It's hard to uh, just have like that ins insatiable. You know, I think about Hamilton, actually, that I'm never satisfied. Um, not that I will ever be as cool as Hamilton or be able to sing as well as LMM, but I definitely relate to that song. Um, so I have a night job at a treatment center and it's just a little job. I work a couple nights a week for four hours and I wake up at the ungodly hour of 2.37 a.m. to get myself there before my 3 a.m. shift. I literally just put on pants and shoes and leave. Um, <laughs> but my primary job at work is to just stay awake, which is perfect for me. It gives me some alone time and I actually get a lot of my work done there. Um, that is where I write and edit my podcast sometimes and read a lot of my books and take, uh, take some online classes. 
I've even done other things like wax my skis or I wrapped all of our Christmas presents at work. <laughs> like I said, I want to do all the things, but obviously during the day I am a mom and I really try to give my kids a lot of my attention. I love being a mom and I love my babies and I know that the time is very short that they will snuggle with me and I have always been a snuggly, snuggly person. Okay, so what does any of this have to do with a perspective podcast? Well, here's the thing. There are so many things that I just can't do or that I just won't do, um, but that doesn't mean that I don't want to understand them. I will never be a person of another race. I'll never be from another country. Um, those are just some very small examples. There are thousands of experiences that I will never have or honestly viewpoints that I will never see or understand, but I still want to understand them. I'll never be you, but I want to know what it's like to be you. And I want to wind the fabric of your story into my soul to up-level my life. And I hope that as I continue this podcast and continue talking with other people and giving them a platform to share their story, that their story will also wind into the fabric of your soul as well and up-level your life. I've had a few experiences in my life where looking at a different perspective really, really changed my heart. One in particular that came to my mind, but I worked at Jiffy Loop when I was a teenager and I was a super hard worker and very punctual. I'm still very punctual. You will not catch me late. If I'm late, then there's something wrong. Um, <laughs> but my parents did teach me to have a very solid work ethic. Anyway, there was another boy there that worked with me. Um, I guess he was probably technically an adult, but he was just a little bit older than me and pretty sure he was a high school dropout. Anyway, he was always late, sometimes came to work, still hung over from the night before. He was super sloppy and it was just a chore for me to work with him. I found out one day that he got a raise and I didn't. And we started like around the same time. I think I actually even started working before him, but he got a raise and I was so mad. I was so mad because A, all the things that I already told you, he's, it, was, it was hard. Um, but B, I was like, he only got a raise because he's a man. And I called my manager out for being sexist, for giving Dallas a raise and not me. I was actually a really hard worker and he actually wasn't. <laughs> Um, and I was so mad. The only difference between us was that he was a man. Okay, so manager wouldn't discuss it with me. It was none of my business. It really is none of my business. Um, I just spent the rest of my shift being really mad. Um, by the time I got home, honestly, I was really sick of myself and <laughs> really sick of being mad because I, I don't like that, you know? Who does? Who likes to keep contention in their life? I decided um, from what I had learned in church and from my parents that one of the best ways to change your attitude is to serve. Um, so I actually made cookies and brought them to Dallas. And I don't know how I had his address, but apparently I did. And I found his house and I dropped him off and my attitude completely changed when I found where he lived. And I mean, when I say I dropped him off at his house, it was really like barely a house. Um, it was, his home was seriously in like the absolute worst area of town. Like I didn't even know that there was that kind of area in the town 
that I grew up in. And I, my perspective just totally changed. I was like so happy, so happy that he got a raise at work because he needed it. And he didn't just need the money. Obviously he needed the money, but more than that, he needed to feel valued. And from that, my love and let's be honest, mostly tolerance grew for him. And also for my manager, for seeing, for seeing him and for seeing that need and for helping him to feel valued. I don't remember if I later got a raise or not <laughs> as well, <laughs> but that is irrelevant. The point is, I really feel like I was, I really feel like I was blessed to see that perspective. And um, like I said, that was one of the first moments that I realized the importance of seeing people and shifting my perspective to change my attitude and and again, like to up-level my life. I love God, Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ. Seriously, if there is nothing else that anyone knows about me, I want it to be that. That is one of the pinnacle principles that brings me peace and gives me perspective is um, thinking about God and um, his plan for us, his children. I am actually fascinated by the concept of being a child of God and fascinated by the idea that we are here in life for a short time and just living in a way to get back to heaven. At least that is my belief. I am drawn in by the idea that God knows all of us. He sees everything, understands everything, all the motives, all ideas, all worldviews, all experiences. And because he really gets all of it, he has a perfect love and discernment. And I am not, I'm not trying to be God, but I see nothing wrong with trying to be like him. And to me, that means loving people and I have an easier job loving people when I understand them and can grow in empathy. In college, I studied social work, sociology, and psychology. So it's probably, you know, obviously no surprise that I'm interested in people and the way that we think and operate. Perspective has always been a concept that has brought me peace. Like I've said, life is hard and oftentimes very unexpected. But keeping a perspective that I am a child of God and that I believe this life isn't all that I'm living for honestly softens a lot of the hard blows and keep things more light and fun for me. Okay, so this belief that my purpose in life is to live in a way to go back home to Heavenly Father, like I just said, really keeps me grounded and gives me a different perspective on how I want to live my life. This perspective allows me to essentially kind of drop the drama and the heaviness of a lot of trials. Perspective helps me feel more abundant and more generous. Perspective helps me to be a better mother and helps me to be a more patient wife. Perspective helps me to want to take better care of my body and encourages my sense of adventure. Perspective helps me to calm down about opposing worldviews and expand what I believe is possible. Perspective helps me to have more empathy for other people that I do not understand. So one of my favorite scriptures in the Book of Mormon is in 1 Nephi chapter 9. It's the last verse. I don't remember what number that is exactly, but it says, For the Lord knoweth all things from the very beginning, and makes a way for all his purposes to be accomplished. Um, I actually found that scripture during a really 
really hard time in in my life. Um, it was one of those like make you or break you kind of times. And I am not going to go into a lot of details on that. So you're going to have to settle with the vagaries of this story. But I broke. A bunch of drama happened and I did not handle it like the boss lady that I want to <laughs> handle things like. Um, I broke into all all the little pieces, all my, my well-crafted hard shell that I had constructed over the years, cracked and fractured, and all the things that I held inside just like flowed out like lava, and I felt like I was scrambling to scoop it all back up and put it back in. If you've ever broken a ceramic mug and then tried to glue it back together, it just isn't ever really the same. And I have not ever really been the same since. I, yeah, I've never really been the same since. So for a little while, I carried so much shame so much shame. It was so heavy and so unbearable that I just didn't want to live anymore. I was, I was done. I was done. <laughs> I hated myself so much. And I, I made plans to be done. And there was just one single thing that kept me around. And ironically, it was the same thing one of the same things that I was really mad at God about. <laughs> I was really mad that I had a baby during this time. I believe that God knows all things, and I believed that he knew what I was going to go through and the way that I was going to think about it, which I'll just say was, um, well, I did the best that I could at the time. But I had a baby, and I was so mad. I was like, why? Why do I have to deal with all of this? and a baby. Why couldn't the baby wait or go somewhere else? Anyway, so so along with my plans of ending my life, I realized that I had one reason that I needed to stick around, and that one reason in my very ill mind was I was nursing a baby and keeping her alive, and if I was gone, then who was going to take care of her? And And so I stayed and continued to feed my baby and be my children's mother. And I realized one day as I was sobbing and yelling at God and being very mad because I hated myself so much that he had sent me my baby at the time that he sent her to keep me around. His perspective was perfect and unlimited. My perspective was limited. His was not. Trusting in God's perfectly round and unlimited perspective really is my most favorite thing. So like I said, I I am a ceramic mug glued back together <laughs> and really just not the same. I couldn't go back to doing the same things that I did or thinking the same ways that I did. I saw it somewhere once, I don't know, on the social medias. And I don't remember the quote. I don't even know why I'm trying to say it. But it was something about it's okay to not go back to doing the same things that you did before your trauma because you're not the same person. And I was like, yeah, that's right. I tried to go back to doing the same things that I did before it, and I just couldn't. It just didn't land because I just wasn't the same person. So I am relearning who I am year after year. And I mean, and honestly, it's not so bad. <laughs> so fast forward to now. Nobody be worried about me. I'm doing great. <laughs> Very happy. The shame and the drama and the toxic thinking um, really brought me to the world of self-improvement and mindset and life coaching 
I still hate the label of life coaching, <laughs> but I really love the concepts. And to me, it's all just perspective. There are several key principles that I've learned, even though I still feel like I am kind of in my cocoon phase. I have not yet butterflied, and I don't know if I ever will because I am still learning. I'm going to keep jumping ahead. I'm going to keep jumping in headfirst into the things that I want to do, and I will continue to share intermittently as I'm still learning in between some interviews with wonderful people and share all the amazing stories and experiences. And thank you for listening to Perspective Detective. I am so excited to learn together. I would love it if you would subscribe um, so you can get all the episodes. Leave me a rating and a review. I am happy to discuss any questions or if you have a story you want to share, I am definitely always gathering more people to talk to. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Sabrina Perspective Detective, just like all one word. I know it's really long, sorry. And I haven't figured out the website thing yet. Turns out it is more time consuming <laughs> than I thought, but I will someday have that up and have some more information on there. Um, so again, thank you for listening.